But James 1.17, notice what he says, and this is great for us tonight. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So in other words, God is just reminding us everything you have and everything you are, it came from Him. Not a one of us can point to anything we own or have achieved without God's help. And so uh, that's why uh, we ought to be thankful. Uh, There was a little boy at his grandmother's house and she gave him a piece of pie. And he said, thank you, Grandma. And she said, oh, I love it when little boys say thank you. And he said, put some ice cream on top and I'll say it again. And so this thing of thankfulness sometimes has to be nurtured. Do we not live in a society in America that believes in entitlement? The definition for entitlement is this, a belief that one is deserving or has a right to. And that's the thing that always kills thankfulness. Well, I'm entitled. I'm entitled to this because of my background or this or uh, uh, what people say. I'm entitled. We're entitled to nothing. And everything we have, it's just God's mercies and God's grace. It was Matthew Henry. Uh, He wrote some commentaries. If you can't sleep at night, read the Matthew Henry commentary. I mean, they're thick and they're deep. But Matthew Henry was a very godly man and one day headed home uh, he got robbed and he was threatened and, and they took all the gold in his wallet or what, uh, whatever valuables he had, his, uh, his pocket watch. And he lived back, I think, in the 1600s. Is that right, Jonathan? And uh, uh, so anyway, he got home. He'd just been robbed and he said, I'm thankful. Amen. He said, I'm thankful because this is the first time I've ever been robbed in my whole life. He said, I'm thankful because they took my treasures, but they didn't take my life. He said, I'm thankful that I had some treasures to be stolen. (laughs) And then he said, and I'm thankful I was the one that was robbed instead of the one who robbed. He said, I've got a lot to be thankful for. I'm going to give you three thoughts tonight on something we need to learn. Number one, learn to say it. Learn to say it. Scripture in the book of Psalms says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We ought to be saying that word, thank you, uh, dozens of times throughout the day. To the Lord, thank you. Thank, hey, green light, thank you. Missed that? Wow, thank you. Oh, parking spot, thank you. Just, we ought to be saying it to Him constantly and then to others. I think we have some languages uh, who's in charge of this and where's the microphone? How's this all go? Uh, do they hold this or uh, what do they do? All right. So can we have this on here? And who's, who's, well, fellas, let's just have you come to the platform. Okay, Brother Brett, you just hold the microphone as they come up. And then we've got some guys to stand right here in the center here one at a time real quick. And they're going to give you a language. They're going to give you a language and then say that, uh, say the word thank you in that language. Here we go. And hold up the sign so everyone can see it. This is Tagala, and it's Salama. Okay, just stand there. Uh, 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 Jay, just come over here. Just Okay. Uh, this is Russian, and it's Spasibo. Okay, good. 
We're trying to help you know how to say thank you. That's what we're doing here. This is Swedish and it's talk. Good. All right. Hey, that's easy. Talk. Okay. This is German and it's donka. How many of you already knew that one? Donka. Okay. This is Viennese and it's Kim on. By the way, that's what we're doing tonight when we baptize. Donka. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's corny. I'm sorry about that. Okay. This is Italian and it's grazie. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, this is French and it's merci. How many of you knew that one? All right, all the French people. Okay. Uh, this is Hebrew and it's Toda. Toda. This is Swahili and it's Asante. One more time. What is it? Asante. Oh, okay, good. Swahili. Oh. This is Spanish and it's Gracias. Ah, oh, I knew that one. Hey, give my hand, would you please? Give my hand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. So learn to say it. Think. Thank, thank, thank. I preached a message years ago and I said something like, anything is better than hell. And I was talking about thankfulness. I said, you got a car that doesn't run? Better than hell. You got a job you don't like? Better than hell. You're dating someone you don't like? She's better than hell. <laughs> and I kid you not, it's a true story with these... With these two college kids, they were dating. They fought like cats and dogs. And they were on one week, off one week. I watched him look at the girl. I read his lips. He said, you're better than hell. <laughs> and I think they had all kind of problems after that. But learn to say it. Thank you. Learn to say it. Number two, learn to savor it. Amen. Learn to savor it. In Matthew chapter 16, I'll read it. Jesus looks at Simon Peter. Simon says, you're not going to go to Calvary. In Matthew 16, 23, he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me. Here's the problem. For thou savorest not the things that be of God. The word savor means this, to taste with pleasure. If you watch the average man eat a cupcake, it's like this. Oh, nice. Is there any more? They're not savoring it. My wife likes a certain chocolate. It's up in Indiana. They don't even have the store here. It's a, this, this chocolate with the white on top of it, and it's called... No, well, yeah, well I guess you don't like it. All right, cross that one out here. Trinidad's. And so sometimes her aunt would send her these and the real, real expensive chocolates. I think they're, I mean, they may be 15 cents each or, I mean, it's very, very uh, just way out of my budget. Maybe it's quarter each and it's about 10 or 12 in this box. And, and she would just, ooh, and, uh, and I could hear her eating them, not crunching, but, oh, mm, mm. I mean, it was just moan and groan. And, and, and so after a while I'd say, can I have one? And she'd say, don't eat it all at once. I said, what? I'm 60 years old. Don't eat it all at once. Take little bites. You know, like I'm a little kid. Take little bites and enjoy it. That's what the word savor means. Jesus was saying to Simon Peter, your problem is you don't savor anything. And in our society... 
it's like, okay, it's Thanksgiving. All right, we ate the food. We're not thankful now. Let's turn on the TV. What's the sales? Where are we going? To? And, and we don't stay anywhere very long. When Brother Cavanus was living on earth, you said, well, who's Brother Cavanus? He's in heaven now. He's a good friend of ours. When my wife and I would take him and his wife out to eat, he would always tell me this. I enjoy watching your wife eat a meal. I said, that sounds strange. Another man saying that about my wife. I said, what do you mean, Brother Cavanus? He says she enjoys each meal, every bite. She's ooing and on and, and, and smiling. Oh, this is so good. He says, I just enjoy watching her eat. When, our little, uh, uh, when I saw our granddaughters last, we have a little twin granddaughters. They're five now. I was feeding them ice cream. I took, took a little ice cream and I gave one to one, gave a dip to the other, and then I acted like I was giving this one some and didn't give it to the other, and I swallowed it, and I went, mm, mm, mm. And the rest of the week, they'd take a bite of food and go, mm, mm. You know, that's kind of what God wants us to do. Savoring a church service like this. Mm, mm, mm. What a church service. Looking at our mate, looking at our kids, looking at our friendship, looking at the Word of God. Mm, mm, mm. Savoring. Thinking about it for a long time. Dwelling on it. Some of you right now, you're saying, I hope he hurries up so we can eat tomorrow. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Number three, learn to show it. Can I get those same guys to help me just for a second? Hold those signs up. Okay, just one at a time, though, one at a time. Whoever is helping me. Okay, so here we are. Eli, why don't you stand way over here? Just way over here. We'll start it over here. So in school, I know they grade a little differently now. Used to it was 70 and above was a, a passing grade. I think it was maybe 95 to 100 was an A plus, maybe 90 to 95 A, and then they had the minuses and all that kind of stuff. And then it was like, well, a D is passing, you know, a 70 or 65, whatever it is now, probably 10% is passing now, I don't know. But I got to thinking, life is made up of about 10 huge blessings. And nine out of ten ain't bad. And so the greatest blessing any of us can have is salvation. Amen. Just kind of hold it up like that. For a person to be 100% sure they're going to heaven. They've trusted that Jesus Christ was God, died on the cross, paid for our sins, was buried, rose again. And they put their faith and trust only in him, not a religion, not a church, uh, not baptism, not a good life, not uh, 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 paying their way to heaven. It's only through Christ. Amen. To know beyond a doubt, I'm going to heaven when I die. If I was that, uh, in that explosion and passed, I would have been straight in heaven. I know where I'm going. You know, that's the greatest blessing anyone can ever have. And if you're saved, you're in the top one percentile in the world. You are so blessed right now if you know that you've accepted Christ. And so that's one huge blessing in our life, the biggest blessing. Who's next? Okay, here we go. And so just stand right over here. To have a Bible in our language. 5,000 dialects are yet to have their first Bible. 
If you lived in their island or region, you would have no Bible. There is no Bible translated for you yet. And for us, we can buy one at the dollar uh, store. The Dollar Tree for $1.50. That's weird. <laughs> I don't like that. And uh, so a Bible. Uh, you can go to Walmart. It's a dollar. You can, they're everywhere. A Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. If you have a Bible or access to one, you are mighty blessed. Here's another big blessing. To have a local church. A local church. The churches are everywhere. I understand. There's, they've got steeples. You go to the deep south. There's a Baptist church on every street corner. Uh, here in Napa, we have more and more churches folding. More and more churches are shutting down. But if you have a practical church where God's people... I mean, look at the spirit tonight. We've had a great time. Whether singing, whether howdying, where you're accepted, where you're loved. What a blessing you have a local church. And... Uh, there's churches everywhere, but they're not all like this one. Next, who's next? Okay, here's another huge blessing uh, that we, we can be thankful for. If you have a real friend, and we're not talking about these invisible friends on Facebook. You know, you got five billion followers and two people come to your birthday party. You know, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a real friend who'll tell you how it is, who'll be there when you go through the valley, who'll tell you the truth, who'll pray you through a tough time. That's what we're talking about, a real friend, the one that steps in when others step out. What a, what a blessing if you have a real friend. Next, okay, here we go. And I hope we got some more helping us in just a second. Okay, all right, if you got a pastor, a pastor who will tell you what you won't tell yourself, a pastor who will hunt you down when you're missing, someone who will be an under-shepherd, try to look for the lost sheep, uh, that's, that's that. Okay, who's next? Who's helping me here? Okay, here's another one quickly. You say, Pastor, what is this? Just sign night? Yeah, we're waiting for the sign. If you have shelter, if you have a roof over your head and you've got uh, uh, maybe a floor, maybe carpet to put your feet on, you've got, a oven, you've got an indoor plumbing, what a blessing to have shelter. If you've ever been homeless, or you've been uh, without shelter. You know how tough that is and you know how horrible that is. Just a blessing to say, I got a roof over my head tonight. What a blessing. Okay, okay, here we go. Here's another one, education. Uh, education. And everyone's got different degrees of education, but if you can read and write how blessed you are. Amen. How blessed you are, an education. Okay, next, here's another one. If you live in the USA. And we've got our problems. I know we're a mess right now, but people are still swimming to America. They're not swimming away from America. They're coming across the border here. They're not leaving our country, crossing the border somewhere else. But if you live in this country, wow, we've got something to thank the Lord for. Here's another one. All right, good. And the right guy, look at this, food. And uh, so here it is. Tomorrow, most of us, will throw away more food than much of the world will eat tomorrow. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty or uh, sad right here, but I'm just saying we're blessed. We can open a door and say, what do we want to eat? We want to cook something. We want something cold. We want to drink something. We want to cook something. Uh, what are we having tomorrow? We open the cupboards. There's can't, many countries, very little food, starvation. How blessed we are. And then one more. Who's going to help me on this? Brother Raul, won't you come up? Here, here it is, right here. 
senses, our senses, eyes to see, ears to hear, mouth to speak, fingers to touch, tongue to taste. If you've got your senses, how blessed you are as well. Now, let me just say this. If you got 10 out of 10, you ought to be shouting every morning with hands raised, praising God. Thank you for spoiling me. I mean, you have got. Now, let me say this. It's possible you've got one of these not going very well. You may be going through a health crisis right now. So let's put the, the uh, oh, where's the health one? Okay, the census, just put it down. Okay, you still got nine. Hey, that's still an A. You're doing great. You say, but pastor, uh, I had a friend that, that, that turned on me. Put that one down. You got eight out of 10. You still got a passing grade. Man, you're doing good. You're doing great. And most of us would have every one of those. Even if you had seven. Now, here's what the devil does. He always focuses on the one that's not going well. You get up in the morning, well, this isn't going well, but you need to focus on what is. Give him a big hand. I appreciate it very much. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. So here's the last one. Here it is. Learn to show it. Learn to say it. Learn to savor it. Last, learn to show it. You can look at the passage some other time. It's found in Luke 7. And uh, there's the woman that pours the ointment on the feet of Jesus. It's an alabaster box. It's at the beginning of his ministry. He's at a meal. And in New Testament times, they would kind of recline on a couch. It was kind of strange. They'd kind of lay on a couch. And the table was kind of like at hand level. It's pretty smart. We ought to do this. And they just kind of pulled the food. (laughs) You know, they didn't do this. They did this. It's kind of a guy thing. It would be be cool. And, And so... Jesus is uh, reclining, they're eating. This woman comes and the Bible said she's a sinner. So it must have been public, whatever sins she did. But she just began weeping. Her tears started falling on Jesus' feet. She broke open that alabaster box, anointed his feet. She knew he was going to be crucified one day. She wiped his feet with her hair. She didn't say anything. She just showed it. Talk is easy. Life is not. She just showed her thankfulness. And people criticized her and said, look at this waste. And Jesus said, whom loveth much is forgiven much. She knows how much I have forgiven her. That's why she loves me so much. Last story. I told this recently, so if it's repeat, sorry. So years ago, I wanted to say thank you to the man who started my college. I went to college in Indiana, and the college is named partly after him. His last name's Anderson. He was a multimillionaire, made like $35 million. And I'd never thanked him. I shook his hand once. He didn't know me, and, you know, really, I didn't. I just knew who he was. So I wrote him a letter. Dear Dr. Anderson, you don't know me. I graduated from the college you started. Just want to say thank you. I'm married. I'm a pastor of a church. Here's a few books that I've written just as a gift. Thank you so much. He calls me on the phone about a week later. Hey, I got those books. And he's just a rough guy from the coal mines. He said, you've been mighty busy. 
He said, I'm flying out. I want to speak at your church. I said, bring your money. I said, yeah, 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 that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. And he, uh, he said, I only have one rule. I pay my own flight. I pay my own motel. I pay my own meals. That's how I do it. I won't come. If you give me any money, no love offering. I said, okay. He came out. About that time, I was praying. We have five kids. We wanted to buy a, a whitewater raft. And, you know, it's $200 or so to go whitewater rafting. I figured buy one, save, save the payment with a guide. So I'm looking in the newspaper, raft for sale. First one I've ever seen, $100. I said, Lord, this is for our, our, our kids. You know, this will help our family. We need a raft. Well, I didn't have any money. I dropped Brother Anderson off at the airport. And as he's getting out of the car, he takes a $100 bill out of his pocket and just throws it on the seat. He didn't want me to see it. If I'd have known he was going to do that, I'd have dropped him off about nine times in a row. I just, hey, get back in. Let's, let's try this again. And so as soon as I picked up that $100 bill, I called the ad and I said, y'all still have that raft. It was in Yonkville. They said, we do. So I drove to this uh, trailer park and this uh, dear couple and I said, I'll take it. I got a hundred bucks. Here it is. I took it and it really wasn't a whitewater raft. I thought it was. And uh, the first rock we found out it wasn't. And, but I got to invite that couple to church. And they said, we haven't been to church in years. We'd love to come. They visited our church. I went by their house that week and I asked both of them, if you died today, would you go to heaven? We don't know. We don't know if we'd go to heaven. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Open the Bible at their table. The husband accepted Christ as Savior. The wife accepted Christ as Savior. They came to church that Sunday. They were both baptized here. Came for years. She passed away several years ago. She's in heaven right now. Her name's Nita. Her husband bought a church bus for the church to help pick up kids for church. And we put her name on that bus. He still comes every Sunday morning. Bill Snyder. So how did Nita end up in heaven? How did Bill end up here at the church all these years? Here's where it started. Thank you, Brother Anderson. Thank you. Thanks for starting the college. A thank you ended up leading to them accepting Christ as Savior. A thank you is powerful. Let's say it. Let's savor it. Let's show it.